Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. This is Tanner Badgley. I'm here with a special episode where I'm talking about this two-day seminar course I took with Satguru. Satguru is a very important person in the world. He's a yogi and guru from India, and he's recently become very popular in America. He started a nonprofit um, international service foundation called the Isha Foundation, and he's been touching millions of lives for about 30 or more years now. Um, he has this amazing command over, um, over a room. Like when, when you're around him, you feel like you're in the presence of someone that's truly great. And you can just see in the emotion that he holds that he really is full of compassion and love and he has so much like control over himself. Um, yet at the same time, he lives like this very playful, childlike, humorous existence. And it was just really, really cool. Um, I just recently learned about Satguru actually when I was in Thailand. I had just done that 10 day um, Vipassana meditation course. And I was wondering about how I could kind of expand my practice. I was having all these conversations with people about how the Vipassana was so transformatory for me. And I started to have these like these people that would give me suggestions. And Satguru was a suggestion that I took very seriously. I had heard of him. And when I pulled up his TED Talk and saw that it had um, like 6 million views, I believe, um, I knew that this guy was pretty serious. And I listened to it, and you can just feel his... Um, on his wealth of knowledge and he has this really interesting ability to connect these like very um, ancient Eastern philosophies um, stemming from the first yogis ever um, like 12,000 years ago I think he cites people from all the way to Western knowledge he he has this masterful ability to connect the two in so many ways um, he's a scientist he's a teacher he meets with um, like business leaders, foundation leaders, um, university presidents, politicians um, around the Western world um, a lot right now. He's also done a lot of work in his own country in India. And he's able to tackle like several different domains. He works a lot in energy and environment work, 
trying to create sustainable practices that are good for humanity and good for the earth and the world that are rooted in yogic philosophies. Um, he's actually won like a award with the United Nations for um, some work he's done in this area. Um, he's really big into connecting with nature and he's created the Isha Foundation, which is um, has like two different campuses. One of them is in Tennessee and others in India. And they just have beautiful waterfalls and like these bluffs and nature trails and forests. And they're on like more than a thousand acres each. Um, and at the same time, he's also really into like community building. Um, he's started... Um, a lot of recreational like soccer leagues sports leagues around India that are rooted in like bringing people together for free for a joyful event that um, creates community building and he actually won like this highest civilian in India award for it um, that was really cool to hear um, and then at the same time he's just very involved in like education as well he has like a different spin on education that I think is really important to recognize. So what I think Satguru's like central message is, is at the back of this booklet he gave us, um, he has this quote that says, we have reached a significant moment in the history of humanity. For the first time, we have the necessary capability, technology and resources to address almost every fundamental problem on this planet including concerns about nourishment, health, education, and the environment. Never before was this possible. Everything is in place, but the only thing missing is human willingness to make it happen. For this to take place, a certain inclusive consciousness is needed. Raising human consciousness in the world is the most important thing that needs to happen right now. So I wanted to center this discussion today on maybe the top three things that I learned and the overall takeaway um, that I think is never going to go away for me. Um, and I'll start with that last point. So this paragraph I just read to you, I think is really revolutionary instrumental in so many ways. I think he touches on this sense of responsibility we have, not only to ourselves, but to society. There's this societal responsibility to awaken ourselves. Satguru says that he, he's, his job is not to um, bring back to life the dead his job is to awaken the living um, and at the core of that he makes the claim that I believe to be true that we're alive but we're not really awake um, and it's because we're not connected to like this true pure place in our spirit that we all have um, and that if we were to awaken that we would love each other the way we love our own children or we love ourselves um, and that, that could, that is intrinsic to solving every single societal problem we have. Um, and I really like how he thinks in such like rational, practical ways too. Like it does seem to be true that we have everything we need to succeed. Like we have an abundance of resources. We have technology that is like beyond anything we could have imagined even like one or two generations ago, let alone thousands of generations. And we have this capability to interconnect the world, communicate across boundaries, and bring people of all different backgrounds and ideas and cultures together. Um, 
And if we were able to do all of that through collective consciousness, um, that that is like what what would direct our aim to solving problems rather than um, selfishly hoarding what's ours and creating divisions and boundaries that are like the cause of so many systemic issues like racism, xenophobia, violence, sexism, whatever like sort of phobia and fear we have. Um, I think if you think like Satguru, you have no fears anymore because you're connecting to an internal place of love within and then you're able to experience a love with out in the outside world because you just carry that that energy into every interaction, every mission that you become a part of. I think that's wonderful. Um, so he makes this like point that I think kind of paints a picture. He he talks about how the way we kind of go through things right now is we're walking along, we see a plant, it has a flower. We're like, hmm, that flower is pretty. Um, and we, maybe we'll recognize it. We'll walk some more. We'll see another flower. By the end, we don't see the flowers anymore. We're focused on our own problems in our own head. A lot of yoga and meditation and prayer and religion focuses on getting out of our own head and like finding that like beauty in the outside. So let's say we're able to do that. We find the beauty, we see the flower, we see the colors, it's wonderful, it's amazing, it's beautiful, we smell the senses, we feel bliss. We still haven't done anything to get to the root. So over time, we become numb to this and we start to ask, well, where's the fruit? The fruit's not here. And it's like if you're planting a mango tree, um, just before the mango like actually becomes a mango, we see that the plant is, looks like nothing. There's like maybe some little buds of flowers. It's small. We've been like trying to grow it. It's not growing. But the problem is, it's not the problem is not with the flower or with the fruit. It's with the root. We need to feed the root. We need to put it in the right soil, meaning the right conditions to succeed. We need to give it the nourishment we need at the root to be able to produce an abundance of fruit over and over again. And that starts by planting the right seeds. Um, and he makes the point that the fruit that grows the best comes from the seed that has been taken care of wonderfully and the root that has been watered. It's not about looking at the flower and wishing and waiting and hoping and getting mad that it hasn't turned into the fruit. You don't cut down the tree before the fruit has come. Um, you, you work at the root level. And for us, that that's um, our inside and he calls this inner engineering and this is kind of his um, his invention or his discovery or his theory he centers himself around um, and it's rooted in yoga um, and he makes the point that um, yoga means union and once you experience yourself as everything else and everything as yourself, then nobody needs to tell you how to be in this world because you experience all the people here as yourself. And then you no longer have to be taught morality. You no longer have to like understand how you've harmed a person or what it feels like to be robbed or to rob another. You are in yoga because you experience everything as part of yourself. 
and that starts on your inside. So inner engineering is about creating a tool inside that allows you to deal with anything that goes that comes at you on the outside. He makes the point, as does Vipassana, that everything on the outside is ever-changing. Everything in nature is always in a state of flux and change. And when something blissful and wonderful comes to you, it's going to leave. When something painful comes, it's going to leave. But what does stay with you is your inside. So if you cultivate a wonderful inner well-being that allows you to deeply experience the world and reach towards your ultimate potential, then you reverberate this energy and you facilitate um, this kind of energy in the world around you. Um, And it allows you to look for what's beautiful, but also to like look for what inside the beauty makes it beautiful and what virtues and values like actually produce real lasting sustainable goodness in the world around you. Um, and that comes from building this tool inside. So for two days, we, we built this tool. Um, and it was a, a form of yoga practice that um, is called um, Shambhalaya. Shambhalaya Yoga. And it was really powerful to go through this because um, Shambhavi Yoga. Because like... I guess I feel like I I have something that's always inside me that I can bring with me everywhere. And he he gets this tool built through you kind of buying into this process. So the course starts with seven seven days of um of online courses. And they're 90-minute courses, and in this you hear like a discourse from Satguru himself um, with some practices to open up your awareness, to cultivate inner well-being, to meditate, to practice some yoga. And then you set yourself up for this two-day event that's like full-on immersion. And I just went to that event, and Satguru himself was there. It's actually one of only three events he's going to do in America this year, so it was very rare. Um, And... We do so many things, like humor, dancing. He has you like do things with your partner next to you in your seat who you don't know. Um, He has you like smile as genuinely as you can to somebody and them smile back and recognize like if you were able to carry that into the world around you and and the world became a community uh, predominantly of people that had this recognition that if they exuded what's on their inside out and they had a wonderful inside that they like took care of and engineered the way that we do our outside worlds that we would truly have like a very connected wonderful world and he makes the point that meditation is not just about um like our it's not about competency or qualifications it's just about a willingness to be able to look inside to lose all your identifications that really like bind you up and like put you in a box and do that to others so he asks us to do practices that get past our nationality and our sex and our religion and our gender and ultimately to like lose any competitiveness or divisions that we've created from others so that we can expand beyond um, these artificial limitations and therefore move beyond just like um, our own physical limitations to where we connect with this like 
mother source of energy, he calls it. And he has us do this meditation called Mother of the World. Um, and this was definitely one practice that I would like to um, incorporate in my own teachings. Um, but he has you like see and feel being a mother or a father to one person. And he like repeats that. See and feel. What is that like for you? What do you experience? What do, do you have it enough in you to give to that? And then he has you do it for 10 people. Do you have enough in you to take care of 10 people? How much love do you have to give to that? And then he goes to 100, then 1,000, then 10,000, then 100,000, then a million, then 10 million, then 100 million. And he helps you realize like that love is infinite, that there's never that this like wellspring inside um, is ever abundant, that there's not a limit to it. Um, and <laughs> he has so much confidence in this. He, he talks about how like he's doing his part to save the world 3,000 people at a time because that's how many people were at our seminar or conference. But he like wants to do 300 million at a time because he knows that he could do that. And he has all these like really cool examples of how he's been successful with it. Like he talks about going into prisons and completely transforming people in those prisons in just two hours. Um, and these are like prisoners who have like had access to pastors, priests, imams, rabbis, um, other yogis. Um, but there's something about his ability to connect with people at just like a very like playful, childlike level that's like really resonates it really resonated with me definitely um you see like the way he laughs is like his whole body is like shaking up and down and then he like pauses and he looks around and he can just command the room and then he says like deep wisdom that like he delivers through storytelling and parable and analogy and it's just wonderful like it's amazing that this kind of person is alive and created in this world um, if there's any comparison I would make, I'm imagining like being around his presence, his energy, his role in the world is similar to what it might have been like to be with Jesus 2,000 years ago. Um, it's really, really powerful. Um, I got to be right next to him at one point um, as he walked through the stage and his presence, his eyes are just like full of of power and it's like beautiful caring loving compassionate peaceful power um and then he starts dancing and his body like moves like he's in his 20s and he's like maybe 70 years old 65 and that's just really admirable also like he can transcend any sort of identification that like would pin him down um he has this amazing ability to um, like be a full-on guru, like living in isolation and ashrams in India. Um, he talked about like when he was like a teenager, he would go live in the jungle for weeks at a time, living off of only like a couple loaves of bread. He would sleep in the trees. Um, he just like has no fear um, about going to inner experience and aloneness. But then he also has this ability to like really interact successfully in the Western, like outside productive economy driven kind of world. He has partnerships with the United Nations, with like heads of state, with like I was saying, like universities, 
Um, he's created an international nonprofit foundation. He has like a net worth of like $16 million. Um, and like, it's pretty fascinating how he's able to kind of do both of those things. Um, his organization has uh, 9 million total volunteers that have committed themselves to this path and committed to growing his vision. Um, and it's just pretty remarkable how he can like motivate that many people to to rise up like that. It's certainly um, huge inspiration for me. It's definitely a lot of the vision for what people of purpose could one day become. Um, I'd love something that transcended borders the way he has that can make the kind of impact on millions of lives the way he has that puts me and those around me in positions to really teach and like leave a deep impact on people at a very personal level um and like allows like he said like he gets to experience tears of joy and ecstasy every single day because this is his life um i just i love that like that's such a good marker of like he's doing the right thing he's living purposefully and he almost makes me the argument that there is no purpose that you need to just like purpose is being being alive um and whatever you make of that can become your personal purpose but our overall purpose as humankind is to become alive like we have everything we need to become alive and we need to focus on that that needs to be at the core of how we live um so i've made commitments to do the practice that he taught us twice a day shambhavi yoga is a series of postures and breathing exercises that go on for quite a while to total till 21 minutes and it's very transformatory the point of it is to honor the creator in the creation. So by going deeply within, um, you find that like deep connection on the outside. And when you um, can connect that like infinite expansiveness that, that comes with consciousness um, that I believe God has given us. Um, but like Satguru doesn't really want to fix people's definitions of what that is and because of like cultural things and also different religious beliefs um so that expansive consciousness that i would call god can connect with that like inside part that i would call like the holy spirit um and when you kind of can bridge that divide then you find that you you have it all that you you can create that like heaven on earth kind of sensation and attitude and that's where real change is created so by creating this daily practice you tap into that like infinite source or infinite wellspring um, of divinity within and then you are able to create be a product of and receive the divinity on the outside and it's really wonderful I'm going to be doing that for 40 days. And he says that that's because um, it takes 40 days of a cycle for you to create a new body and mind 
um, a re- that's Ayurvedic medicine theory. And then also from someone that reads the Bible, 40 days is also a lot in there um, for kind of similar reasons. That's like how cycles happen. That's also like from psychology, that's how long it takes to form a habit or to unform a habit. Um, so I believe that if I commit to 40 days, this is going to become um, just part of my routine of living. And already after just a couple of days, I feel so much vitality inside from doing this practice. Um, yeah. I really like how he ended his conference, actually. He talked about how we have this like tiny window of time. So he makes the point that right now, like 70% of society is... Um, medicated or 70% of American society is medicated and it's actually limiting our ability to access our own inner consciousness because we've numbed ourselves at a physical level to where we can't access those more subtle deeper um, emotional um, and spiritual levels and as that continues to happen we we seek that the taste of what that bliss inside is like through things like alcohol and marijuana and pain prescriptions um, and just outside things that temporarily allow us to feel that but overall have a net negative effect on our well-being and bring us further and further away from the truth that we have within us in our you know sober awakened state through meditation and yoga and mantras and um, just inner awareness at like a and inner engineering So, like, we've actually built something intentionally and consciously to withstand anything that comes at us. Um, So, he makes this point that we have the small window of time because only 30% of society right now is available to really receive this. And those numbers are going to dwindle as time goes on because the pharmaceutical industry, the alcohol industry... Um, these types of industries are like super strong right now and they're coping mechanisms to problems that are getting worse and worse in society. Um, and I don't need to argue about this right now, but like it's pretty clear that we're really divided, that we really think that someone else's race really makes them a good or bad person. We have judgments just based on outside appearance. We're not getting to that Um, deeper level of resonating spiritually or emotionally with people that are different than us and then also we have um, education concerns so he talks about how like this is the first time ever in humanity that nearly everybody like 95 percent of people are able to think freely that we have access to education um, that spans countries and if we put our mind to it we all have the ability to learn what we want to learn about. But at the same time, we're being instructed to learn things that are related to careers that damage our, our own inner self and damage the world in many ways. Um, and we're told that that's a sacrifice we have to make in order for us to get ahead. But that whole mindset of getting ahead means others are going behind. Um, And so ultimately you're striving for something that is going to be the demise of greater society. Um, And then he talks about the spillover effects of like big industries damaging local economies, damaging developing nations, creating huge divisions between the rich and the poor and devastating the environment. 
um, for profit. And so he believes that we have this small window of time because there's going to become this effect where everything's going to spill over to just be too much, that we can't ever go backwards when we lose our environment, when we breathe toxic air, when we have hatred and animosity just built into us because we're raised to think that way. And when we're raised to um, think that our own pursuit is more important than the world's pursuit, um, we, we can't ever go back. Um, and then on top of that, 90% of the world is going to be on some sort of um, pain-relieving sort of substance and in kind of a reliance, a dependence, even addictive way. Um, we can't go back. So he has this like huge call to action that now is the time that we need to wake up and this critical mass of people, this 30% of people that can be reached, um, has the ability to create a powerful energy that changes the world um, in the institutions we, we engage with, in our relationships we're in, in the families we create, in the education we choose to um, allow others to have, in our ability to be selfless, in our ability to stand up for what, um, what actually matters. Um, and it's super inspirational. And it's like so much at the core of like why I feel deeply compelled to um, have people a purpose as a thing that exists and why I feel like I want to give so much to learn and grow because ultimately like this is our highest calling on this earth is to transmit love to one another, to find inner peace and joy and bliss and to do so because it makes the world better and it allows other people to find that in themselves. And that that whole part of having helping other people to find that sense of high potential and purpose in themselves um, deeply resonates with me. And I'm really, really happy I found Satguru. I'm really happy I went on this um, this journey the last few months through the online courses and through meeting him in person and through developing a practice that I'm going to be holding with me. I also just learned so much about like health and wellness and self-care and how the breath works and about how important it is to like allow yourself to be hungry and you know how, how much sleep matters and doesn't matter and how to make proper decisions and all of this stuff. I would really recommend anybody to get in contact with his work. He has a lot of free material out there on YouTube, TED Talks, um, stuff like that. He has a best-selling New York Times best-selling book that I would highly recommend. I haven't read it, but I'm I'm sure it's great. And I think that you should take this course too. So if you want to check that out, go to innerengineering.com, sign up for the online course. And he has a program Two more in the, in America this year. Um, one is in March 30th and 31st in Los Angeles. It's another in-person session, just like the one I went to. And another April 27th and 28th in Philadelphia. Yeah, so I hope you can check those out. Um, I'm sorry that this has been like very meandering and rambly, and I don't quite know exactly what I'm trying to communicate to you. But I hope that something resonated, something like at a very core level resonated with you. Um, and just know like I'm transmitting 
someone else's thoughts and wisdom that like is speaking from like a very heart-centered place within me but I don't quite have the like articulation that he does so really just listen to anything from him give him 10 minutes of your time it will turn into an hour maybe two hours maybe a day maybe a week and you'll find yourself really changing so yeah get definitely get in contact with Satguru. it's spelled s-a-d-h-g-u-r-u he's a wonderful man wonderful human he brought me to tears he helped me to feel immense happiness he made me feel full of energy and aliveness um, and it's nothing he did to me. It's things I did within myself that were facilitated by him. Um, and that whole notion of facilitating inner wellness in someone else is something I'm really focused on right now. Um, and I hope that you can find your way of focusing on that through whatever you're doing in your life now. You don't have to radically alter your outside world. The, out, the outside world is already radically changing and moving up and down and but what you do need to alter is your inside world because it's a responsibility that I think we all have and I'm gonna make the vow that my inside world I'm responsible for it and I will do everything I can to live by the ideals that I want the rest of the world to live by and I hope that you can create that authentic intentionality within yourself in your own way that speaks from within you and it's true thank you for listening to this and i hope that that this has helped you to to come into greater contact with your purpose let me know um, what resonated what stuck and hope to meet all you who are listening um, one day we'll be able to get together i'm really excited for that I'm a student right now. I'm learning so much, and I encourage you to go on your journey and keep being a student of life. It's worth it every time. Thank you so much. Here's to becoming people of purpose. Hello, 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 hello,